Welcome back to the studio here at Franklin Bridge. It's the No Mulligans podcast. Jack and Scott here. Scott at S Hassie Golf on Instagram. <laughs> Get no. you a beanie. Get you a beanie. And then you got Jack here uh, <laughs> sitting on the mic uh, at Jack Beard Real Estate or the underscore J Beard. Um, so you guys, um, welcome to this episode where we are going to put the teacher in the student seat. This is like, dude, like you can see my tally marks up there for the days that I've practiced. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know how to start this. Like, I'm so uncomfortable because I'm putting myself for the first time in a very long time in the seat of being the student. Yeah. Not just in golf, but in life. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about kind of all of that together, what I'm learning, some really neat things of like, now experientially i can share some of my knowledge um rather than just from the teaching side i love that but actually from the student side and so first uh, first things first though i mean this is our last episode of 2023 it is get some swag so yeah we've got new swag Support you can us. find it in either the mm-hmm. show notes or in uh scott's bio on his instagram we've got hats we got beanies if you're listening on uh listening and watching on youtube we have these super cool super high quality pint glasses here that you can enjoy a uh, frosty beverage in this winter um they're super high quality i mean the the uh the logo is like raised up off right. of the glass right. it's going to be able to survive the dishwasher for many many rounds to come right um i mean you you guys, it, it's an awesome piece. So hats, beanies, uh, pint glasses, there's shirts, there's too, some shirts really on there nice. that are really cool as well. Yep. So uh, if you guys wouldn't mind supporting us, if you found any value throughout 2023 uh, or or prior, we would just absolutely love the chance to get one of these awesome pieces of merch in your hands. So um, what are some like fun things that we've done here in 2023? Because oh, it's been a man. great year. I mean, we've got uh, we did we got a this stu- or that just a few weeks ago. We, that was kinda, that. we hadn't done that in yep. like a year and a half. I mean, we've done that was fun. There's been some crazy uh, uh, renovations on the golf course here at Franklin yep. Bridge. We got Ooh, the studio side note, here. Side note, yeah, this yep is changing in 2024. Ooh. I'm just gonna leave it at that. You heard it here first. Uh, Brooks Brooks mentioned it at the uh, big staff You're party. You're talking about the studio. Yeah, I'm talking about the studio. Yeah, so this he is made the major announcement different. to. Uh, all of our staff, we had a hundred and something people in there for our staff Christmas party. And, uh, he went ahead and told everybody, so I'll let you go ask around and see what people think is happening next year. So we'll leave you at that, but, uh, that's your happy new year. Uh, little treat, little treat, little, I love that, man. Little carrot out in front of you. I feel like also the podcast too. I mean, we rebranded this year to Mm -hmm. No Mulligans uh, from Champions Playbook. That was a big one. I mean, we've, um, you know, I think we're we're close to. Jamie George basically kicked off our year this year. Yeah, yeah, no, he did. That's right, he did. Because we he shot we shot him this time last year, and we didn't roll it till like January or early uh, February. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, a lot of cool things have happened, and we can't thank you guys enough for listening and tuning in this year. I mean, we've got some super loyal listeners, and I actually had somebody. I played in the Bear this year, and I actually had somebody like stop me and just and and introduce me to their friend as the guy who does the No Mulligans podcast. Dude, that's so cool. (laughs) That's so cool. So yeah, it's uh, it's you know. We have some goals for next year, so we'll kind of start here because it kind of ties in with the whole theme of like, what are your goals going into next year? So you're going to listen to this right before the 
the new year starts. I'm sure you've got goals. I'm sure you've got dreams of things you want to do, things you want to accomplish. Two episodes ago, we talked about the 135 plan right. as well. I put mine together. I sent I it to you. I know you did. I know you did. So uh, if you guys want to hear more about the 135, that's an excellent way to start your 2024. Right. right. Um, I would highly recommend you guys go back and take a listen to that. But we're just kind of thinking about goals for the podcast, goals for uh, you know what golf is going to look I, like I want to double our listens. I want to double our listens there this coming go. year. That's a that. big jump for us. Yep. But like, and it's yep. going to require us to get some funding. It's going to require us to get some new equipment. It's going to require us to do these fun trips and things yeah. like create a different experience. Yep. Speaking of experiences from the last podcast, yep. right? Yep. We're going to create a different experience where you can come and engage with us one-on-one, um, really out playing fun events, playing other places. So come join us, come support us. You might see Patreon stuff. We will probably going to have to have some sponsorships next year to really do it so definitely and it's going to uh, be fun too and yeah and the, the and i'm gonna put it around stuff that i'm actually going to use yeah stuff i'm actually going to wear not just like hey i use this stuff like no i'm actually if we're going to do it i'm we're going to do yeah, it i know this is this and if we're going to be doing merch too i mean we might do a ball marker or something but we're not going to be doing like a you know a brush or something i mean it's going to be like a cool head cover or an awesome quarter zip yeah. or something like that yeah so. we're anyway. going to do some special stuff and um really excited about that in yeah. in the coming year but really putting yourself in the seat of the student like if you have goals like you need an action plan underneath it and if there's not an action plan then that's not going to work and then you need to have a group of people that you will be accountable to not that they need to check on you every day accountability is actually you towards those people is being honest with those people Mm -hmm. like they can check all they want but if you don't tell them the full truth then you ain't gonna you're not yeah. going to get the accountability that you need. So, yeah, amen to that. Uh, so, I mean, I guess I would say uh, uh, upon that, let's jump into you being the student then. Uh, and before we start the pod, I mean, I would just reiterate everything that Scott said. And um, if you listen to this podcast, you're probably really wanting to get better at your game. And so I would just ask you guys to be really honest with yourself at the end of this year and and ask yourself, what do I want? from Mm -hmm. 2024 whether that's golf whether that's career whether that's relationships we're going to be talking about in the context of golf here but um you know we just hope to bring you some value next year to accomplish your goals it's gonna it's gonna be good and um by me working on my game i actually get to help you guys too um so you know the big one is like we've talked about before like i've got some goals for my fitness i've got some goals for all this and and i do i'm not going to share all of those um but more just the the people that have my goals so let's talk goals first right not everybody needs to know what you're trying to do in 2024 okay nobody cares all right amen like the people that care are the people in that tight inner circle who are those people three to five not well i have eight people in a minute no you don't you don't have eight people in your inner circle. If you do, you don't have any boundaries, right? Like you need to have some boundaries. So I'd say eight might be the absolute maximum. If you're a that you crazy have. extrovert, if you're a crazy extrovert, but even that, like, who are the two or three people of those eight? There's probably only going to be a couple that will engage with this growth process for you in the way that you need. That's a great point. So um, I've got uh, my two teachers here. I've got um, my wife, and then I have a group of three other people. You're you're in that group, so um, there's there's two other people. So uh, and they're actively working in a similar manner in their personal life and in their golf. So like and probably in their professional life too. Right. Yeah. So all like we're in a similar phase and stage and age of life where like it's a lot easier. There's some similarities there. So um, so I basically have six people 
that are engaged with this part. Now, two of them are teachers. They're like my, they're not like my inner, they are my inner circle, but they're not. They two are, of them are teachers and one of them's your wife. So there's three right. that are like pretty. Those are, yeah, you can't separate those. Like, no. They're instructing me. Yep. And one is my wife. She's my partner and we, we move through life together. Um, and then the other three are outside that. So I, really my accountability group is those three. Yep. And then I'm, accountable to my coaches uh if you will so with that being said set your goals find that group and engage them with it and invite some of their feedback on it um and then you've got to be accountable to them so like i've got my dashes up there you'll notice that uh tuesday's empty i haven't completed my stuff for tuesday i'm a little behind on my eating stuff today so I've got some work to do tonight after we hit some golf balls. So um, you just mentioned you got to start out with a plan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, real quickly, I'm going to describe the one three five for people if yeah, they yeah, haven't yeah, paused. So, so uh, I think a one three five is essential to setting up yourself for success for a goal that you want to achieve. So uh, real quick, the one three five is going to go. The one is your one thing your objective, your primary goal for whatever yep. that is. And that can be, uh, I make mine quarterly. Some people, if there's a really big one, it can be yearly. I would, I would ask you to try and go quarterly or maybe half years. Mine. Yeah. Mine can, I can segment mine down to four quarters, four quarters, Perfect. but like it's kind of one big one, but the four quarters, no, it ends in six months. Like it really ends in six months. Perfect. Cause Perfect. Of, cause my fitness component stops at my birthday. Perfect. Perfect. So, that's so there we go. So that's your one, your one primary objective. The three is then going to be what three things are going to get me to that one objective. What one three, what are those three things that are going to be the main contributors to me accomplishing that goal? Right. And then off of those three are five strategies that we can do for each one of those three objectives. So you can see how these three things are creating almost like a spider web downward. The goal of this is to be, well, if I want to accomplish my one thing at the point in time where I want to accomplish it, then, okay, what are the three things that contribute to it? And then what are five strategies I can do to then accomplish the one goal that then accomplishes the major goal. Right. Which you can see how this is all creating an action plan. Correct. Correct. All right. I'll let you go from here. So, so I'm in a learning mode now when I was 10 years underneath Hank, I'm obviously working, but I'm still learning at the same time. But like the learning's just kind of like a part of the job, right? It's not like I'm actively seeking something outside of my work to Seeking, I think, is the key word. You're not right. seeking anything. Right. I, just by the nature of being in the environment, after those first two years of learning, you're just learning by being around other teachers and having lunch together, and that's a different thing. The other thing that the 135 does when you're talking about learning is uh-huh. that you could be learning, but it might not be related to the goal that you want to achieve. Right? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Why am I learning about how the ancient Az- Aztecs built a pyramid when I want to be able to two putt every time. Right. There's a difference in what you're learning as well. Right. Right. Um, so that's good. So I've got my one, three, five, my people know my one, three, five. Um, I'm also, so a couple of things. So, um, every week I'm meeting with a, um, spiritual mentor from my church every, uh, every Friday. Uh, and then, and so we've got some accountability on that side. Then I've got um, a meeting with a leadership coach um, 
I've got several sessions of that set up, so I, that's on the regular. Uh, it's really aggressive on the front end, which is good. Um, so those are like just two spaces that I'm sitting in learning right out of the gate. Uh, I'm up at 5.30. My day starts at 5.30 every day. Like, that's a non-negotiable. Like, it starts at 5.30 every day. So, uh, luckily, and I normally wake up before my alarm, so I like, I just went and started my day. Like, it's, I'm up at 5.15, boom, let's just start. Let's just don't don't get in that habit. So, that's new. Um, and I've got some accountability for that, too, which is great. Um, it comes in the form of a text message at 5.30 a.m. from somebody else. And if you don't reply within 30 minutes, it's a phone call. So, right? Like, but it, it works both ways with the other person. Um, and then there's some plans for my fitness. So I'm notorious for trying to do everything at once. I can't do everything at once. And that's... Nor should you. Nor should I. So we've layered things. So like these are things that they're small assignments that go along with the leadership coach. My group knows um, the things I'm learning from my leadership coach and the things I need to be focused on. So they're all in. They know what's going on there. So because they need to. They need to know the whole story. Um, And then uh, on top of that, I've had several like poor rounds and in thinking about this whole last year, the last 13, 14 years, like I've kind of lost enjoying the game. I love teaching and I love helping people, but like I haven't enjoyed playing. Why don't I enjoy playing? I don't practice. I don't enjoy something I'm not, I'll say not good at, but it's not so much that I'm not good at that I'm not working at. Like I didn't play great today with my new motion. But I had some incredible moments out there. I'm like, oh, man, I could see where this is going. I've got to do some trusting. We'll talk about some of that in a second. But, like, where's all this going? And to me, that's super cool. Are we still rolling? Yeah. Um, And so where did I decide to go? I've had some really bad rounds of golf playing with students. I'm like, this is just terrible. Like, I can keep up with these, these guys and girls. And so it's... Let's go ahead and change that. Let's do something about that. Let's. It finally matters enough, I guess, is the real, <laughs> the real thing. I'm like, I'm gonna end up 45, 40, 45, 50 years old and go like, I've lost the game that I enjoyed. I'm even starting to see. I started to see losses in my short game, and that's the part that always just held with me. And unfortunately, I'm starting to see that tail off, and not because I'm getting older, but because I'm not practicing, and eventually that that comes home to roost yeah and i think the one one thing i want to tell you tell the viewer and just kind of an affirmation is that like it's it's so natural to go through chapters and phases of your life absolutely where things happen right i mean tiger woods is going to reach an age where he's just hitting the ceremonial shot at augusta every year and that's it you know so and you get to enjoy each of those phases exactly and each one comes with you know losses and gains so i would just tell you if if keeping that if keeping your game up is something that truly still matters to you in this current phase of your life Mm -hmm. then we need to make adjustments to make that be true but if it doesn't anymore that's completely fine that's a choice you've made right and you know if you'd asked me that three years ago it basically it'd be more like well i don't want to embarrass myself in front of my students this wasn't about embarrassing i just didn't enjoy it and i'm like like i'm not expecting to keep up with my best players i'm not expecting to be able to do what micah can do but I'd like to have a couple of days where I can kind of jab at him, you know, seven holes in. I'm like, hey, man, I got you by two right now. He'll probably clip me by the time we get to 18, and I expect that, right? But, like, being able to 
feel like I can compete and play with the players that are really good. And um, I still enjoy playing with with people that aren't as good as I am or better than me. But and I think that's a, a real key. I miss that. Yeah, and that's a real key. You miss it. You have a desire for it, and you 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 want it, right? And so we were actually talking with a um, with a student that you had in here just before uh. the podcast, and you you asked her and. and your head was in the exact right place and you asked her the right question. You said, you know, how many days a week can you practice? That's the right question, but there was a better question. Exactly. You asked her the right question. You said, how many days can you practice? You know, and she answered and then you said, you know, you asked another question that was related to that. And I said, Hey Scott, can I change that? And you said, sure. And I said, well, Hey student, how many, how many days do you want to practice? That was so good. And there, it might seem like a, uh, a, why'd you ask that Jack? You know, it might seem like a weird question, mm-hmm. but there's a big difference. One of them is, is, is an external force and one of them is an internal force. So when I asked, what do you want or how many days do you want to practice? And then she answered all of, all them. of them. And so I said, great. Now we have a desire and a goal that that student wants for her herself, rather than you saying you are prescribed to practice seven days a week. And now, and now you have, as Jamie would call it, you have a contract. You an, or you talked about a contract. You have a you have an upfront you have an contract. Agre- you have a you have an agreement in place. Yep. And right. it, and not only is it with you, your coach, as an accountability person, you did it with yourself, but it's also with herself because mm-hmm. she's listen. She said, "Listen, I told Jack and Scott I want to practice seven days a week. I'm doing myself a disservice if I do not. It's yep. not that they feeling like they're having to hold up their end of a deal for somebody else. Right. And so I, I say this whole story. Well, that's why say, I started with what do you want? Exactly. I, and I say I say all of this uh, to come to a conclusion of. This is all internal. If you want it, you can have it. If you don't want it, fine. Leave it. Pick up something else. Well, so, so, tie in, so we'll tie this to Jamie George. So go listen to Jamie George's podcast, The Thrivalist Podcast. Go check it. I think it's jamiegeorge.com. I think it's literally that, that plain. Incredible leadership coach. He said, um, he said, Scott, I want you to write down 25 longings, things you really want. Because I've served people so much that I've kind of gotten lost of like, what do I actually enjoy doing? I don't actually know the answer to that. I can give you some answers that like are supposed to be right, but like, what do I actually enjoy doing? What do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish? He said, you can write anything. You say, I want peace. I want to, I want to be less anxious. I want to be uh, more excited when whatever, whatever I want to, I want a Maserati. Like you could have said, said, I want to, I want to learn how to make homemade pasta. Like you could right. Said it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so it was really hard to write my first like five to 10. I was like, I don't know how to answer this question. But once I got past, I think it was about once I got past like 15 or so, cause I had to get to 25. Once I got about 15, I blew right through 25 and went, we got to 55. Like it was in one sit down session, about 30 minutes, just whoom but it took me like an hour and a half because like the start of it was so slow. And then it came in, the next meeting was, all right, once you take that, we're going to read it out loud. Feel silly to say it out loud because you just wrote it. Say it. It's like, all right. So I say it out loud. And he's like, all right, reduce that to 10. Because the other things, when I said it out loud, emotion hit in different spots. So it cued him to pay attention to like, how did my body language change? Did I add words to certain things that weren't on the list? And I did. And I'm like, I'm starting to notice this as I'm going through it. And he said, all right, now reduce it to 10, which is similar to the one, three, five already had the one, three, five down, but we're trying to get like underneath all of that. So on the, I go to 10, 
Dude, 10 was hard. I had to reduce that. It's like the first five were pretty easy, and it's like, what are the next five? And go through there. And then we had one minute left before his next client. I think it was intentional that he took this much time. It's like, all right, my next client just knocked on the door. You got one minute. Okay, cool. Reduce to five. I was like, what? Mm, okay, uh, that one, that one, that's it. That one, that one, and then, yeah, that one. Then I went, oh, this, okay, I know why I'm picking this. The fifth one was the hardest one. I know why I'm picking the fifth one. If I pick the fifth one, it goes with those two, and it accomplishes the other five that I'm not choosing from the <laughs> list, right? Such a you answer. Right. But, like, it is one of those things, like, you t the book you mentioned, The One Thing, like, it really is, like, there is a thing that accomplishes multiple, just like I do in a golf swing, right? Like, all right, when I look at a golf swing, like, if we touch this, we accomplish all of those things or a n large enough number of them. Or, I mean, the premise of The One Thing is what is the one thing that we can do to make everything else easier or uh, easier or not? Right. Um, gosh, what are the word I'm thinking of? Not Easier, you don't have to do it. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so as a part of that, it's like, okay, now I know, now I got behind my why a little bit more, and now I know what I'm really going after. Um, there's personal life in there. There's business in there. There's, you know, uh, development in there. And so that's that side of things. Now it's, all right, this is the fun one. This is a complete aside. Now I'm going to go, who am I going to take lessons from? Who's qualified to teach me? Well, I know there's a few people who would know what to teach a player of my skill level, my experience level, who know my golf swing well enough because I'm an anomaly in terms of height. Well, guess what? None of them are around here. <laughs> so, Not even height, just proportions. Yeah, like crazy long legs. Crazy short torso. Right. The whole history of my game and how it's developed and when it was played well, etc. So, I gave I've given Eric and Elijah kind of the backstory. So I started with Erica. Erica's going to give me my full swing lesson. Elijah's going to do a lot of my short game, and Elijah's going to kind of help me on the full swing as well. So <clears throat> I let Erica take the first crack at it. Right? She's the least experienced teacher on our staff from a actual teaching experience standpoint they've both watched me teach for a large number of years they've both played for a lot of years they both had lessons over years before they see me so like they have a lot of knowledge right but relative to me i'm like all right i'm going to give myself the most junior teacher to give me a golf lesson but i gave him the full context this is what my swings should do blah blah blah, blah. and so <clears throat> one of the elements that hank always gave me said your swing as a as a rule is going to be knockdowns so, like, think Tony Finau, right? Some of those other tall guys. DJ's the anomaly. Rom, right? Like, they tend to have shorter, tighter motions because the levers get hard to control. So, if you're a tall guy listening to this or a tall girl listening to this, yeah, sorry, your golf swing is going to be pretty short. So, uh, then Todd Anderson, who also learned from Hank, who teaches Billy Horschel a number, and he mentioned, like, hey, if we can get that left arm straight at the end of your backswing, which shortens my motion then you'll be in good shape. But whenever I've tried to shorten, straighten my left arm, I don't hit it well. So, But the theme is there, right? College coach had something similar to that. Like, there's a theme and a thread. So I gave her that context. We look at the video. I'm wanting her to do, like, high level, like, deduce this, 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 and this, and start with this. And I almost never hit the ball in the center of the face two swings in a row. 
which you'd be like, well, Scott, you're you're really good. Like, it's just something I've never done. Now I do it with my wedges and my putting, but I don't do it with my full shots. And so I'm sitting here going, all right, told her that. She looks at the video. We drew lines on there. She walked through it. I told her everything I don't like, which is what I typically do for really good players. Tell me everything you don't like. Because I want to know where you're at. Because if you have a really strong opinion about something, I need to know that. And so she's like, well, why don't you just swing between two tees? I was like, really? You're going to give me what? She's our junior program director, right? You're going to give me the thing that we give to our seven-year-olds? Like, that's the that's the arrogance in somebody when they come in to take a lesson, right? They have an opinion about what they want to do or think they need to do or et cetera. But I intentionally am putting myself in this position, right? It's on purpose. What's it's for her development. It's for my development. It's for me. And what's so funny about this is, like, I've, I've watched you give enough lessons to where you go, all right, so-and-so, if it's not one of your consistent students, you're like, all right, what do you want to work on? And they're like, well, I just feel this, that, and the other. And a lot of the time, sometimes, like, I'll be in the back of the room or, like, they can't see me and you'll look at me and you're just like, watch this. And it's like, you just go a completely different route. And I just, <laughs> yeah. I just see you doing the exact same I know. thing I know. <laughs> as a student. And you know what? Like, when I watch Elijah and Erica teach, they do some of those things because it's what they've watched me do and they've learned how to do it. And it's really cool. It's not fun to be on the receiving end of that, <laughs> which is the irony of the whole thing. And so I'm like, all right, put these two T's down, one outside the toe, one inside the heel. And I'm like, internally, I'm incredibly defiant to this drill. Like, so really high level players will kind of not really try and they won't tell you they're not really trying. Now, luckily I kind of wear my emotion on my sleeve. So like Erica kind of pick up on that energy a little bit. And I was trying everything. I, I was like, I'm just going to do it. Just do the drill. I'm hitting every T I hit the outside T at the inside T finally get one in the middle, but like flick hook it and then get another one in the middle and then shank it out to the right like i was hitting it so bad and i hated it now the reason why i hated it is not because i was hitting it bad the reason why i hated it is it exposed my weakness and my fears so i played golf with a two-way miss all through college and i developed a golf swing on my own right um that is I just would always try to fix the previous bad shot, and I have all these moments where I just kind of guide it down at the bottom, especially under pressure. I do a lot of guiding and just kind of hope that it all works. And so this was a low-pressure situation, right? And I'm feeling that frustration hit in such a simple exercise. I'm like, why am I so frustrated? Like, Scott, just be a student. It's fine. Like, this is all the dialogue is going in my head. Like, just be a student. It's fine. But internally, I'm like getting frustrated. And then she said, and then she looks at me. So I'm already amped, but I'm doing it. She said, well, um, well, if your swing theme is supposed to be hitting the knockdowns, why don't you just hit a knockdown? I was like, okay, like, is there, so I paused. I was like, is there a way you want me to do it? Like, I'm trying to get her to give me more, right? Like, do the high level stuff. That's what I'm thinking, right? Well, you know a lot of my teaching. I don't do the high-level stuff with the student. I just fix it, right? And she said, what you do. She, said, she said no. She said, you, go, you know go. how to hit a knockdown. I was like, okay. So I'll just, I'll just hit a knockdown. So I still have the crappy shot going this way and this way. And at this point, probably three balls in, I'm pissed. I'm, I am mad that it's this simple. 
I don't want it to be this simple. I want it, and it's not working. Well, why is it not working? Because I'm not fully into it, right? I'm not fully surrendered as a student. And so it's, uh, I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's do this. You can do this. You can be a student. Let go of all your stuff. And I finally stopped her. I finally stopped. And I looked at her. <laughs> well, no, this happened after. She then says, so it goes a step further. She's like, all right. And she's trying to get me to let go of the ball fight. She's like, all right, now don't think, just do. I was like, oh, now I'm really livid. Like, how do I do that? Like, that's the question that I get a student that gets asked. I was like, ah, oh. she's like, just feel it, right? So uh, then after about five golf balls, I have to stop because I'm too amped. I, and I looked at her. I was like, all right, I just got to be honest. This is not at you, but I'm going to tell you, I am so livid that what you're giving me is so simple and there's a little bit of the pride and ego in there that's like don't you know who i am right like like do the hard work you're not doing anything that's difficult you're just giving me simple stuff it's like guess what you need simple stuff like <laughs> execute the most basic exercise what do the experts do they do the most basic stuff better than anybody else i can't do the basic stuff that's embarrassing so part of it's like i'm really frustrated that it's taken me I've gotten this far along and I can't do one of the most basic exercises that we ask our youngest kids to do. And like, once I finally said that out loud, it's like, oh, I can now be the student, right? But like, if I'm just storing it up inside, this is a vulnerability you need to have with a teacher. And like, I'm having to do that with Elijah too. And so Elijah's watching me the next day or two days later as I'm hitting balls. He's like, Scott, the tempo's not good. Like, you've got to let go of that. Like, just trust it. Just trust it. I'm like, yeah, but Elijah, that's hard. He's like, well, that's what you tell all of us to do. <laughs> so I had to take – the part that I'm really proud of is they're both doing – what I've taught and trained them to do because it works, but it's, uh, but, but I'm the guy. It's like, but I'm not the guy. Maybe I need to give you lessons <laughs> on how to be a student. I know, <laughs> I know, but it's been really good. So I said, all right, how many reps do you want me to do? And this is one of the things, again, this is part of the student interview, right? Is Dude, like, and if I, guess what? You said that you go, how many reps do I want to do? If I was giving a you answer, I'd just be like, until I tell you to stop. Right. Well, <laughs> so one of the things I'm thinking is like, okay, I need to do drills. But luckily, several days before I started this process, I played and it was one of those rounds I was playing poorly. And I went, mm, my practice that I'm going to start, I need to hit a lot of golf balls. I avoid hitting golf balls because I'm afraid of hitting it bad. And I can see the, the, the like, eh, wanting to guide it. And I don't like to do that. But I will drill. I'll do drills till the cows come home. Why? That's not hard on me emotionally. That's not hard on me, like, mentally. That's not hard on me physically. Like, you know how many podcasts we've done talking about that exact I know, mindset? but I haven't been the student. How many podcasts have we been like, <laughs> you got to get on the golf course. You got to get on the golf course. You got to get on the golf course. Shots have and to matter. Me, practice needs to be harder. You need to And so like my practice being harder is like my CTC, their practice being harder is having to video and check positions and make it perfect. For me, for it to be equally as hard, it has to be I have to hit a lot of golf balls and see a lot of bad shots until I can let go of it. Mm. And like... I, it took me three days, like the first two days. It was Thursday, Friday. You can see him up there. Saturday, I had to come in here late in the evening. Rebecca went to sleep at 9. I came into the building. Now, maybe you don't have that at your house. That's fine. I get that. But, like, you might be able to get a net and a mat for 250 bucks. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong side. For, like, 250 bucks. So, like, you can still get reps in. And so I come into here, and I'm hitting golf balls on that third day. And I'm still hitting – I'm hitting the tees less – and 
uh, tending to find like f- subtle tendencies that the swing's taking care of itself, and I'm getting the knockdown correct. Now this is the big one. I'm hitting way more solid shots than I've ever hit. I'm hitting more balls out of the center of the face. In fact, I'm hitting 105 golf balls a day. My club face has never looked like that ever, ever. I've never had a club face look like that. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's right out of look. That's my eight iron. Like I'm gonna uh, show the camera this. You guys gotta watch on YouTube if you want to see this. So I'm gonna hold it up for the camera. Yeah, you have to look on the other side. For the record, remember I told you I tend to hit, not hit two shots solid in a row. It's the most solid I've hit a golf ball ever in my life. This is my seven iron. Now, I haven't hit quite as many with that, but I have hit a lot. So we're give you in context. Total golf balls hit. I'm I'm 600 and in some reps in. Oh, that one looks pretty good there. They're all that way. You want a nine iron too? You have a. Uh, I can give you the pitch. Yeah, there's the nine. The nine is looking good too. It's getting there. They're starting to stack up. And then a gap wedge. This is just fun entertainment for y'all to see, right? Uh, you can't see the wedge as well because I haven't hit as many with it. I've only hit probably 50 golf balls with this. Which side am I talking into? There we go. Tell them where they can find us on YouTube. Uh, just search the No Mulligans podcast on YouTube. Uh, Jack was saying, tell us where you can find us. So, like, I'm not kidding you. My, Hey, guess what? I can do this, right? Uh, now, not every single one's out of the center yet, but I do anticipate that becoming something here in the spring where... Like, literally, I don't hit a golf ball without those two tees. Every ball is a knockdown. Now, a couple other key things in here. One of them is we decided 105 golf balls, and Erica said you only get to hit seven in a row, and then you have to change clubs. So hit seven, then do it again. Here's the other one. I finally got a thought process. That was the same. So if you've read the Champions Playbook, Chapter 7, I believe, talks about the mental game. Talk about something called a clear key, where your mind can't think about other things. Well, don't think, just feel. How do you do that? Just feel. So my thoughts were, hit a knockdown, don't think, just feel. And there's a rhythm to it. Like, it's literally a part of my pre-shot routine. Ba-ba, ba-ba, ba-ba. And it's the same every time, every time. You cannot get really good until it's the same thought every time. Now, luckily, like, this is when... My teacher's teaching my student side of like, oh, Scott, you know how to do this. Like, get that same thought going. And it is literally in a rhythm. I said it out loud. I struggled doing it just in my head. So I whispered it out loud until I could get it where I was. I didn't have to speak it. But I couldn't get it the first day and a half, two days. Like, it wasn't the exact same thought every time. I finally wrote it down on a post-it note. And I was like, just say it like that every time. Because that takes, I mean, think about that. It's taken me several hundred reps to find that rhythm. And then I started to let go a little bit. Like, don't worry about the bottom. Like, you're going to hit some bad shots as you're part of doing this. It's just going to be a part of it. And today I finally played. Um, I was playing with Carson. I said, I'm just going to commit to doing this. Five wood only went 200 yards. That's it. And I hit some of the best quality shots I've ever hit. But the first six holes, you wouldn't have thought that. Because I didn't hit them that great on the first six holes. In fact, I didn't hit a good shot until seven. Yeah, seven, I finally hit one good. Uh, I hit an approach shot 
second shot up onto the green. That was great. And so it took me a long time to trust it. Yeah, I see where we're at. Yeah, so it took me a long time to trust it. That's the hard piece. But I said to Carson, I said, what I need to do, and this is a part of the theme of me hitting a lot of golf balls, is I have to play my way out of this. I can't just like... I have to hit a lot of golf balls, A, but I can't just drill it and hope it comes in. I have to play through the discomfort. And so the back nine, we played for a little something. And, of course, I'm 40 yards behind him. But I was keeping up for a little while. I played 13 perfectly. Remember, that's a hole that historically has been, if you've listened to the podcast, I hate that hole. I piped a five wood down the center. I had 200 yards. I hit a soft cut five wood, all knockdowns from 200 yards. Now it went over the green, but never like hit the exact shot I wanted to hit. And I'm like, I'm on the right path. I just have to keep going. And adding a little pressure of having to play for something with Carson forced me to like, all right, if you don't tighten up and just trust it, you will. it will eat you alive. And so the choice was trust or lose. You know what I love about what you just said, especially on 13, and it's been a theme of the podcast that you know we've said multiple times, but um, playing the hole differently. 13 is a hole where a lot of people would just whip out their driver and be like, all right, I'm just going to smack this thing down. Because it's kind of a long-ish. Yeah, it's long-ish, and and I'm in between a spot where if it's a summer day, I'm going to pipe it into the pond if I hit it too far, and my three-wood sometimes tends to overhook if I I allow it to. So the last this whole season, most of the whole season, I was hitting uh, three-iron three or four iron off mm-hmm. that tee i'm like okay i'll have 180 in like that's fine like you know just i love hitting my i love hitting my eight iron let's go for that one again so just, right. you know three four iron and then right. eight iron and it's great and it takes the trees to the left out where i guarantee you there is quite literally a million and 49 golf balls in that right. lake well and it was it it got into this rhythm of like i'm over my second shot on 13 yeah. going who gosh, I got a five wood in here. I'm gonna hit a little cut. I've hit a cut all day. I've hit all draws. Like oh, I'm gonna hit a little cut here. Yeah. Like I, mm, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna go well. Yeah. Like all those little thoughts like try to come in there. But luckily at this point, this is when I started noticing as I was riding in the cart from the tee box to to the ball, I'm like, it's like you got that song stuck in your head. Mm. I wasn't consciously going, Okay, let me keep thinking through this. I wasn't trying to think about my golf swing. But I was like, as I'm driving, it's hit a knockdown, don't think just feel it's literally at this yeah, da, 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 beat, yeah. don't think da, just da, feel da, and i da, step in da, in that rhythm da, yeah, da, da, and it's da, like da, he didn't knock down da, don't think da, just feel da, yeah and so like when i got in there like i'm nervous i feel the nerves i have to swing anyway right and so i'm getting over that golf ball on 13 hitting this little cut and hit the sun's in my dude don't the sun's feel. hard in my eyes and i don't yeah. hit it well into the sun but i'm going to hit a knockdown don't think, feel. just feel, don't and then step out, feel. step yeah. in, and then hit. So step the stance out to full width, narrow it to the knockdown width, and hit it, and it never left the flag stick. That's awesome. And so, like, it just goes to show, like, that's the clear key, just bum, 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 bum. It's occupying the brain, right? So it can't think about the other things. Not only that, that's but... That's a discipline, though. It took me... 13 holes to figure out how to do it out there and it took me five days to figure out how to do it in here here's what 525 golf balls here's what this is actually not only is it giving you cues for what to do but it's also replacing old beliefs or habits with the new one correct so you're not going to be like all right 
<laughs> let's just on number one especially mm-hmm. let's just hit a driver down there and get it close to the green wedge one on right. and put it you know it's like nope yep. hit a knockdown don't feel or don't, don't think, think just, just feel, feel you know right. all the way down and just like kept doing that 15 this is kind of a fun little aside but 15 carson's up by two at that point and so i had a terrible t-ball to the right like i'm almost on 14 for those that know here in the crap down there, I'm like, I'm gonna smoke a five wood out of here on it as a knock. What hole is this? A fifteen. Fifteen, and you're saying it ended up. I missed near 14? it. I'm almost on the cart path. On oh, okay. The, on fourteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> and it's in a bad lie. I still have to hit a knockdown, so I'm committed to the knockdown. So I still hit a knockdown. It goes left of the green. I have fifty-four yards to the flag. I'm safe. I'm not in the tall grass on the left. So I almost went from tall grass to tall grass. And you're not in the bunker. Right. Yeah. And. I go over there and I go to hit a pitch and I had that little spook moment like where my mind my mind switched. I wasn't I didn't say the same mantra in that one moment. Luckily I got a good break rolled off the back. I got a downhill right to left breaking putt from about fifth uh, almost eighteen feet. Where's the pin? Back center. Mm, okay. And so I'm long and just on the edge almost on the fringe. Mm. And I was not and I said this out loud to Carson. And the guy he, we had with us, I said, Carson, I'm not letting you go dormy on me. You're not going three up with three to play. Not happening. Like, I hadn't really made a putt of any significance at that point. I was like, I'm not letting that happen. Freaking center cut made the putt. I was like, but right? So, like, it's in those moments where I started to stand up. And then seven, uh, 16, I hit it way left, and I'm behind one of those little tiny trees. I'm like, crap. So I try and cut one in there, and then it's way over there. It's a really difficult pitch. It's like, nope, I'm going to make this happen. Hit a difficult chip pitch, low runner, up over a slope, bump, and I've got about 10 feet. I'm like, and the, the other guy in our group to try to tie Carson, because we're playing the two of us against him, has to make like an eight-footer, and I've got 10 feet. I was like, man, he's probably not going to make it. Like, I'm making this putt. I made another one, right? And so it's like, I'm not going to lose, right? Like, I'm going to figure out, figure this out. And then I finally get to uh, 17. Carson's still two up. Get to 17. Carson's on the green. I've got to hit a six hybrid from 155 yards because normally that's a nine iron because I'm hitting this little tiny knockdown. And the ball never left the flag stick. Hit a knockdown. Don't think. Just feel. Bop, bop, bop. We got right back into that rhythm because I didn't hit some good shots on the previous holes. You know the beautiful thing about this? The and a lot of failing taught me. Yes, the failing taught you. The beautiful thing that I would say to, to everybody else watching, and we uh, just talked about the, the uh, USGA rollback as well. Yep. Uh, the one thing that I will say is, like, listen, with that new framework that we have, we can take these clubs, strengthen them, and you can hit those knockdowns and actually have better, better, better clubs into the flags as well, right. with appropriate spin rates. Like that's the beauty that equipment can do for you. Right. So a lot of these people that are like, oh, I got to make full, you know, I got to hit my drivers far, I got to do everything, like the PGA Tour players do. It's like, no, dude, play your game. We can find a way to make the equipment and your thought process and your routines into a game so that you can shoot low. There's multiple ways to play this game. I think I shot eighty. On your first try at it. On my first try at it with this new motion. Yep. Tipped out. Yep. And several of the holes that I played yep. were the best I've ever hit the golf ball. Right. And a, the, I guarantee you. And I hit it way shorter. I guarantee you it was the first time you ever played the holes in that way. Yeah. And you yeah. and you shot an 80. Right. I guarantee you I'll give you 10 more rounds doing the exact same thing and you'll, you'll I'll shoot. I'll break 70. Yeah. I was about to say you'd yep. shoot 68. Yeah. 
So like the distance doesn't matter as much as we actually think it does. Yep. It's I have the more committed I was to the motion and the more in tune I was with the motion, the straighter I hit the golf ball. And what do and we say people? Straight. Wedges and putting is like 80% of the game. Right. Like it doesn't matter if you're hitting knockdowns off tees, like right. whatever. Like it's still a game of precision yes. at the end of the day. doesn't matter like, if you get it there with a driver or a freaking two iron. Right. I hit a five wood from 200 yards on eight today to 20 feet. Yeah, dude. It's it, all, And dial I don't play in. with those distances. So no. I've never had to play with those distances. Yes. So I'm having to create all that on the 100%, 100%. fly. It's like I just had to commit to it. I was like, I'm going to commit to this process that I've been given to get better. So here's how uh, I want to round this out because I think this is going to get to a like a uh, or getting to the climax here on this one, which is everybody who's listening to this, everybody who's listening to this who has like their way of golf like just ingrained in their heads. It's like no, what if we could find something better, or what if we can do something just slightly different to make your game better? The whole point of the of this podcast is you have to be a good student. Right. And I think you have to submit to some sort of teaching, whoever that is for you. Mm-hmm. I'd like that to be Scott Hasse. And then do the work possible and do things differently. Have an open mind to think that the way that you've been doing it might not be the best way. Right. I'll tell you this. One of my other thoughts I had was like, yes, it's the job of the, the teacher takes ownership of the learning of the student. Right. That's that's. But each party should take ownership. I'm like, you know what? The reason why I didn't get better when I first started the lesson was because of me. Yes. Not because she's less qualified. I thought that was obvious, Scott. Right? Like, like <laughs> yeah, it's dead obvious. But, like, the student that doesn't get better, it's their fault. Yeah. Like, if you're not getting better, well, I, I'm, I'm asking questions. I was like, but if you have a block that you're not willing to accept what's given to you, or do the work, then you're not going to get there. Yeah, you can go. You can have your ACL repaired, but if you don't do the rehab after, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's a little better, but you're going to still have problems. And so, like, you still have to do the work. Like, Elijah's not going to fix me. Erica's not going to fix me. If I went to Butch Harmon, he's not going to fix me. I have to do the work that's going to get me there. And that if I don't do that, then I'm not going to get there. And I have to put the people around me. I can't yes. wait for the people to show up and like, okay, we're finally going to hold you accountable, Scott. No, I'm an adult. I have to put those people around me. I've got, I've got Jamie George. I've got mentor at church. I've got you and two others in that group that are three. I've got my wife. I've got these two people here. I've got, they give me the structure. You guys decide. I'm going to be the student. If I'm being a bad student, tell me I'm being a bad student. Like, that's how we're gonna do it. Yeah, we've we've talked about um, to round us out here. We've we've had podcasts where we've talked about how to be a good student. But what I've really enjoyed about this is that, like, when we've been on those other podcasts, you always talk about okay, if you are a student, here's how I'm gonna teach you, and here's how you can be a good student. But this one has been super enlightening because it is quite literally you in that position. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like undercover boss. <laughs> That's so good. It kind of is. Yeah. You're like, oh man, yeah. This part of our operation isn't very good. Like, oh yeah, wow. Being a bad student is really hard on any teacher. <laughs> yeah. And like Erica and Elijah are both really good teachers, and they're probably in some ways 
kind of frustrated at you in some way, it, right. in some ways in the teaching process. Right? right. And so like all of this, I think is really enlightening because those of you who are listening at home are quite literally getting what it would be like if Scott Hassey was the student and you're going to hear on multiple podcasts in 2024 talking about the results of some of this. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, the number of lessons I've learned in seven days of doing this is, uh, pretty high and it's going to make you a better teacher too absolutely yeah. yep yep and uh, just be a better student i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> and that's coming from somebody who's experienced it too and, and you know what if i'm gonna if i push on you now for being a better student know that i'm being pushed too yeah oh that's good it's always easier to follow somebody who leads by example yeah and it's nice to be able and i'm not I'm not taking lessons so that you guys get good content and I give you good information or to be a better teacher. No, I'm playing golf because it's it's not it's not even on my like one three five. It's not on my list. Like I'm gonna do this so I'd be a better teacher for all of you. I'm doing this because I want to enjoy the game that I've missed out on because I've enjoyed helping other people and that's fine. That was the period of time, but like and I can still do that. But it's time for me to you know what? I wanna play good. And, I want to uh, see what I'm actually capable of. In perfect timing for 2024, play with the pot. Oh yeah, and so good, and like, <laughs> and like, I want to go enjoy those rounds. I don't have to be the best player. I just want to go and enjoy it. I love that. I love that. And the to round this all off, it's because your one and your one three five is to enjoy golf more. Love it. Cool guys. Well, appreciate you guys tuning into this episode of the No Mulligans podcast. As always, we got uh, we got merch now. So beanie, Scott's wearing the beanie. <laughs> Something now I look like a fool. And uh, we've got the hat over here by Scott too. Uh, we've got shirts online. We've got uh, these beautiful, beautiful pint glasses that you guys can find. I, I, I also said you know the logo's raised. It's gonna last through the dishwasher. You guys are gonna love this. So uh, if you can, if you want to support us, you can find the link in Scott's Instagram. It'll also be in the show notes listed below. Uh, as always, Scott's Instagram is shassygolf. So make sure you check it out over there. Uh, and gosh, for the last time in 2023, it's Scott and Jack inside the studio at Franklin Bridge. It's been the No Mulligans Podcast. We'll see you in 2024. Peace.